when you got born, you got kicked out. You had to get to know the world. Now it wasn't everything wasn't taken care of anymore. You had to cry for your diaper change and cry for your breast milk and cry for your cold and warm comfort, right? And you had to your senses went out into the world through your senses to learn how to deal with the environment and particularly to assess what's going on when something changes. Because the moment something changes, it draws your attention because you have to assess it. Is it friend, is it foe, or is it irrelevant? And then you have to act depending on what your assessment was. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Mental Purpose Podcast. I'm your host, Ian Lobos. Guess what? This episode's deep. It's real deep. If you're looking for something a lot deeper in your life, if you're looking for some more answers, this one's it. My guest today is Udo Erasmus. I, I don't even want to spend any time telling you about him. The guy is just connected. He's the depth of knowledge about being and presence and wholeness and purpose and alignment with the heart is it's unparalleled. I mean, I have had some really amazing guests on here and talking about this subject and he just is so simple in his explanations. So, I mean, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this thing and I know you're going to thoroughly enjoy it. Look, I'm going to make this quick, quick intro because this episode's long. If you need anything from us, hit up mentalpurposepodcast.com or ianlobos.com. If you want to join our free Facebook community, Men on Purpose, it's the Men on Purpose community, right? That's it. Nice and easy. It's free. I've got tons of cool stuff in there. We've got coaching in there and giveaways and my free ebook, the Men on Purpose community on Facebook. That's it. All right. I appreciate you. This is Udo Erasmus. Have fun with this episode and be present. All right, Udo. Let's rock and roll, man. Mental health. This is a huge topic. We got to, yeah. you know, there's a, I think it's a problem all over the world, frankly, because, you know, as a, as a kid, I didn't understand what I didn't understand. Parents, teachers, they didn't understand what they didn't understand, what they weren't taught. And now I think we're like, do you think we're going through like a revolution in terms of awareness of mental health? Yeah, but I think we, I, I think we're spoiled. I think we're all spoiled brats. Now, why is that? Because <laughs> we've had it so good. Yeah, honestly. yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. we think of rights instead of privileges. You know, being yeah. alive is a privilege. It's not a right. You know, how tell, do you know? Tell your story real quick. Because when life gets tired contacts. of you, you get recycled. That's very true. Right? Tell your, and tell one your day story. that happens. So, and everything we do between now and then is a gift. Yeah. Why is it a gift? Because for 14 billion years, you didn't exist. Now you, maybe if you're lucky, you get a hundred years. And then for the next 4 billion years till the, the sun incinerates the earth, that's supposed yeah. to happen in four and a half billion years. You don't get to exist. You get 100 years. It's a gift. Sick. And all you're, all you're made of is air, water, light, and dust. Yeah. And that got all mixed up for you to be able to have for this time, the human experience. And then you say, make the most of it. What are you bitching about? Right. So, I mean, that's, you know, and that's cavalier, you know, because when people get locked into their, their dramas and traumas in their head, Mm -hmm. then it's real for them. Yeah. But you're talking from a place. Perspective. Yeah. Well, that's what I want you to do. Put it in perspective. I'll give you an example. You see my background here. I have, there's a reason why I have this background. Mm-hmm. On the one side is all the clutter. Yeah. That's, that's the world. 
And in behind it, there's nothing. Yeah. That's where we come from. Something in us is still like the, the, like the uncluttered place. But when you're, and when you're focused on what's, what's called your foundation, your internal awareness, which is your yeah. foundation, or the, or the unconditional love that solar energy has for you as life, or you're inspired because you're in touch with that, then you look like, like the background. Yeah, I love that analogy. When you so focus now people on have that, to watch this. Yeah, when, you, when, there's, when you're focused on that, then you have perfect peace. That's its nature, part of your nature. You have unconditional love. You have inspired creativity as your foundation. And you have to be present to that inside of your own being, inside the space that your body occupies. When you don't occupy that space, then your awareness will be somewhere else. So it'll be in your thoughts, in your mm -hmm. memories, in your trauma, uh, your story, in in your uh, you know in your changing environment and trying to cope with it, in your French stories about liking you, not liking you, or <laughs> whatever this, all those stories are. So you're going to be in your story, in some kind of story from the yeah. past. But if you actually could drop the story or just step out of the story and step into the wholeness that is the source and the core and the and the realness of your being then you're free why do people not want to do that because what if you don't want to do it no why do people not maybe it's maybe the question is that they don't know it, no it's a good question yeah. I, I keep the question it's a good question yeah. why don't they want to do that yeah it's not that they don't want to do it it's that we have not been taught something that I'm going to teach you right now. Please. And that is this. When you were in your mother's womb, I call it the Buddha tank because it sounds nice. You know, when you were in the Buddha tank, in your mother's womb, there was nothing to do. There was nowhere to go. Everything was taken care of and you were safe, more or less, pretty safe. And when you were like that, because there was no place for you to, to move your focus to it, the focus of your awareness was inside, in life, in the source of your being. Mm -hmm. and, you and you had in that, at that time, because there was nothing else to focus on, you had the Buddha experience or you mm -hmm. had the master experience. Enlightened means in light. There's light inside of you. That's light is called life. It's solar energy. And it's called the master because that light is your personal essence, but is also the power that runs the entire physical show. Hmm. So that energy is omnipresent in your body, in the space you occupy. Omniscient knows everything about your body because it's running it. And omnipotent all power in you is that solar energy that is your life hmm. when you got born you got kicked out you had to get to know the world now it wasn't everything wasn't taken care of anymore you had to cry for your diaper change and cry for your breast milk and cry for your cold and warm comfort right and you had to your senses went out into the world through your senses to learn how to deal with the environment and particularly 
to assess what's going on when something changes. Because the moment something changes, it draws your attention mm -hmm. because you have to assess it. Is it friend? Is it foe? Or is it irrelevant? And then you have to act depending on what your assessment was. So what happened is our awareness went outward through our senses and then it got connected to the world, whereas before it was inside connected to life. Hmm. And that disconnection of our awareness from life into the world was the beginning of our disconnection from ourself, but we don't remember it. We don't remember it. And so, and then in our training, nobody tells us, and that's because most of the people who teach us have not gotten back to their wholeness either. So they can't teach us about wholeness. Only someone who's whole can. Only somebody who knows that from experience can. And the people who did that over history were the masters. Whether you call it about Buddha or Christ or Krishna or Lao Tzu, or I mean, there's lots of maybe Socrates. Sure. They said in some, one way or another, they said, what I have, you have. What I have, you have. The difference between them and us was they were fully present in the space their body occupies, and we are fully absent in that space. That's the difference. Because they did a practice, they did a stillness practice, they sat down, they tapped in, because your senses will always take you out, and going back in has to always be deliberate. And so, what is the what is the call to come home is what we call heartache. Yeah. Heartache began from our disconnection. When we lose a grandmother and we and we're sorry or sad, and we feel it here. Or when somebody dumps us and we didn't want to get dumped, we feel it here. Hmm. Or we make an agreement with somebody and they break it and we feel betrayed. We feel it here. No, what happens is those are all our distractions that we latched onto in the hope of being fulfilled because we hadn't known and therefore not done our homework to reconnect inside. Because when you feel whole inside, when grandma dies, you'll remember the good times you had. You're not going to be so completely screwed up yeah. missing her. Yeah. And death, and as you know, grandmothers are supposed to die before their grandchildren. Sure. So this is actually a normal process. But when you don't feel whole, then all kinds of things that when they end, they take you back to your starting point for your inward journey, which is the ache of your heart. Something's missing. I've lost something. Uh, I don't know what it is. But that's about the, our heart calling our attention to come back home inside to the, its source in life. Hmm. I love so much of now, what you just said. How many people? Have... Huh? I love so much of what you just said. I'm a huge fan of Lao Tzu's work, and uh, yeah. for, for those audience members that don't know Lao Tzu, it's the Tao Te Ching. If you ever heard mm -hmm. of that, and, and for those that don't know the Tao Te Ching, it's T E T A O C H I N G. Google that, and you'll find Lao, Tao you'll find Lao Tzu's work. The name and... that, the name that can be named is not the true name. Right, That's how it right. And it's interesting because. Not everybody can talk about this. Right. And I, not everybody can hear this. But what you just said was right. very clear. I've been thinking yeah. about that in my own mortality, in um, you know, I have friends that have passed away. And I felt like I moved on too quick. 
But I'm with you in understanding because I think a lot of people would say, well, man, you got to grieve. You have to let yourself that process. But isn't that just another distraction? And what is that grieving process actually where it takes someone super long? Basically, well, it's basically it's a habit, right? Yeah. You, you got the habit of grandma was there and you had good times with her. And, you know, so you depended on her. And then when she died, she became independable. So you miss what you were habitually, what, what was habitually available to you. That's a great way of putting right? it. I've never heard it put like that. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, but that's what it is. Right? That's exactly what it is. Because- it's the same thing. You know, somebody betrays you, you know, well, y- you, you counted on it. Yeah. And then it got taken away. And then and then you get that letdown or yeah. depression or ache or restlessness or emptiness or hollowness sometimes people people call it. There's so many names for it. Yeah. It's but always isn't that, about something like that. It's just but isn't that your isn't that you thinking more about you and how that person betrayed you and it, and it makes it about you not about them because most people if they you know if they miss a meeting or somebody misses a meeting, they start to think, well, I, not many people do this, but some some people would think, well, I wonder if they're okay. I wonder if it's, unless it's a big pattern yeah. in them, and then you well, probably it, shouldn't have well, a meeting. Well, it is anyway. kind of funny. You know, you'd yeah. think grandma was alive. She was used to being alive. Now she's dead. Yeah. You'd think she'd have a problem. But actually, grandma's okay, and you're not, you've got the problem. Right, exactly. And it is. You, <laughs> and until you feel present in your own, in your own, um, in your own nature, until you feel present in your own nature, which is indestructible, until you feel whole, it'll always only be about you. You'll always be a narcissist, yeah. you know, to different degrees. So, I mean, we can have a whole hierarchy of how narcissistic people are. But the, until I felt whole and felt cared for and felt unconditionally loved from a practice of stillness, that took my awareness inside to where that connection is. I was always looking at everything and saying, what can I do that'll get me taken care of? Yeah. So it was never selfless giving. It was always horse traits. It was always, what do I, I, what do I need to get? What can I do that will get me taken care of? So but when if- I started doing this practice, let me just finish this so good. Let me, when I did the practice and I started feeling cared for because life loves my body unconditionally. And when I started feeling that unconditional love for me that life has, my whole, my whole orientation changed. It was like, oh, I'm taken care of. It's not about me anymore. If I don't feel taken care of, I know what to do. I need to go back and get to the place where the care is because that care has been there every moment of my life. Yeah. And because I feel taken care of, it's not about me anymore. So, where can I help? Yeah. What needs to be done around here? And how can I make the biggest splash for good that it's possible for me to make in one body in this lifetime? You put that so there's well. There's the purpose. Yeah, you put and that there's so the purpose. well. And then the purpose is right behind it. Yeah. The purpose is already built into us. But you can't get to the purpose if you're not present. To If you don't, if you're not present inside where the purpose lives. Because you're distracted by all because the your things awareness, calling. No, it's because yeah. because your awareness is here or here, and the purpose yeah. is here. The purpose what about, is deeper than you've gone within you. Oh, totally. Why do people not go that what, deep? Don't know what your purpose is. Go deeper. Why do people not go that deep? Is it scary? They, they don't know, know how, how to do it. 
Yeah. Well, they do. They, you know, if if you don't understand that, whenever you feel restless or your heart aches, yeah, that that's your heart calling your attention to come back home to you to yourself. Then you're going to try and fix it on some outside way. Oh, if I make a million dollars. Oh, if I get the girl. Oh, if I get many girls. Oh, you know, if I I make it barefoot across Antarctica. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, whatever it is, we come up yes. with so many crazy things. And it's all it's our driving force. We're always hoping that when I succeed in what I set out to do, it'll give me something. Then I will feel whole again. Yeah. But, but wholeness doesn't, like doesn't come from doing. Wholeness, wholeness comes from not doing. Wholeness from comes being. from being. Yeah. And being is in being is where is where that is where that wholeness lives. In being. Being is actually more important than doing. You know, so like everybody says, oh, you got to work, work, work and work really hard and do this and do that and do that and do that. But actually, you can you can be without doing. But you cannot do, do without yeah. being. So yeah. being is your foundation. And if you don't spend time getting in touch with being, you're living without foundation. Mm -hmm. No wonder lives get screwed up. Right. No wonder well, people's minds goes crazy. Yeah. Because there's no craziness in here. There's right. no craziness in your heart. There's just a feeling of utter peace and unconditional love. You want unconditional love? You've got it inside. It's running you. What do you and say? In fact, you actually are that unconditional love. What do you say? I want to play devil's advocate for a second because I know out of the you know tens of thousands of you people know, there's that are listening no devil. to this. I I, know, well, I wanna I wanna play uh, I wanna I wanna I wanna propose <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. the opposite side question to go you. Go ahead, go ahead. Right? Yeah. What are, what there are people that are listening to this right now, they're fans of the show yeah. and, and and the topics and people that I bring on, the men I bring on, and they're looking they're listening to this and going, What the fuck? What are you talking about, man? You're full of shit. I, I don't believe this. I it can't be that easy. What do you what do you say to someone like that? Because they're not wrong. They're just in their head and not seeing the full picture that you're actually casting. They're just blind. Their lenses or context. Something is just not. It's not clear. Right. You just you just answered my your question your own question. All right. Great. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. But, but no. I and, and the thing is, you how don't does someone know start? it until. How do they start uh, to see what you're talking about? Like if they are. Blocked, how do they start? Yeah. How do they start to remove those? Well, the blocks first thing see? is you, the first thing is you gotta you gotta accept at least as a proposition that mm -hmm. you can check out that you can experiment with that you can try and get in touch with yeah that the peace you're looking for is already within you yes and the unconditional love that you're looking for in your girlfriend or your relationship or your your job or in your status or whatever it is that unco unconditional love is already running your life and you are that unconditional love but you have to experience it to, to get that it's true. And in order to experience this, you have to be willing to take the time to sit still. Mm. And by the way, it is, it is actually, I, I never said it was easy. It's very simple, sure, but it's not easy, easy because yeah. when, you, when you're addicted to, to buzzing around everywhere, then it's hard to sit out, of, out through that addiction. We're addicted. We're addicted to our stupid thoughts and we're addicted to our stupid actions. Mm -hmm. And we're destroying the planet, you know, in, ter in terms of environment and in terms of politics and in terms of relationship and yeah. in terms of our health. Just because we're so addicted that we 
And nobody tells us that what you need to do to kick your addiction is you need to sit down, yeah. feel that ache, sit with it. Don't blame it on somebody. Don't distract yourself from it. Sit with it because that far, less than a hair's breadth behind that ache is your wholeness. And it's always been built into and it's in every human being, no matter what their history or their race or their gender or their age or their culture or their, uh, you know, bad, bad actions are that unconditional place is in every human being in every place around yeah. the world and has been for as long as human beings have existed. It's interesting. And that's the truth. That's the truth totally. about the innards of human beings. Yeah, and I'm. I'm but, but we live mostly. We live mostly in the out, interaction out. with the yeah. outside, and that's a place that we need to pay attention to. Right. But we also, if we really want the wholeness, we need to look where the wholeness already lives. So we need to give inside equal time. Yeah. You know, just like you go to the bathroom every day, and you eat breakfast every day, and you eat lunch every day, and you do your job every day, and you go to bed every day. You also every day, if you want to live on a life on foundation, you need to give some time deliberately to sitting with the ache in the heart and letting that take you home by relaxing into it and by becoming still in it and getting out of your head and getting into the feeling. Yeah, and the, because the feelings the are what people chase away, feeling, right? Don't, sorry. The people, the, the feelings are what people are self-medicating, drinking behind, taking prescription drugs, going out and making more money, going out and buying a car, going shopping. That, they're using distraction tactics well, to escape well, drug those addicts, feelings. Drug yeah. addicts are famous for having an ache in their heart. Yeah. And some people say that it was that ache was caused by trauma. It wasn't. Trauma hmm. triggered noticing trauma triggered that we were it, yeah. disconnected from ourselves. Yeah. The, the ache actually began with our disconnection from ourselves gradually hmm. by getting into the world. And it's wow. okay to get into the world, and we have to do that. So Wait, it's do you not mean like getting... this is a natural process. But at some point, we need to understand that the heartache is calling us to spend time at home too. Because yeah. once you know how to get home, there's no heartache there. There's only wholeness. There's no sickness there. Yeah. Only wholeness. There's no death there. Only wholeness. Because something in you is also beyond illness and death yeah. and it would be nice if you were fully present in all of your being all the stuff in the world and all all of the surroundings and at the same time we're also sitting in the in the constancy in the foundation of the fact that something in us is beyond the physical and the mental and that thing is not affected by any of our dramas traumas circumstances yeah so give it equal time. You may have to deal with your, your, your mental traumas and your physical traumas, but give it equal time. You know, feel the trauma if you need to. Nothing wrong with that. Feel the trauma, but also feel the peace behind that trauma at the same time. And that just takes practice. It's very simple. It just takes practice to get good at it because yeah. it, it took us two years to, to learn to walk or maybe a year. Right. Or maybe eight months. Right. right? What did yeah. we do? Well, we tried to get up and we fell on our schnoz, right? And then we right. tried to get up and we fell on our schnoz. Then we fell on our head. Then we fell on our bum. Right? Then we fell sideways. Then we fell to the other side, right? <laughs> and we just kept doing it. And, and now we can run around. 
Yeah. Well, the same thing. We are so good at going out. We're not very good at going in simply because we've never given it much thought and taken the time to practice getting good at bringing our awareness inside. So I want to ask you a question about anxiety and depression. I've had these yeah. conversations with people a lot lately where I say to them, look, 10 years ago, I was a guy that was on anxiety meds and beta blockers and depression medicine because I literally couldn't deal every day. I had to wake up and pop these pills because I was so uncomfortable and just disconnected inside. And I was using the outside world to try and cope and to do all these things and make myself feel better and buy myself things and make more money like most people are out there. And I don't have anxiety today. I don't have depression today. I'm very at peace because, yeah. and, and I what say happened? to people, you know, Jim Carrey has a great line which says, depression is basically when you're fed up with the avatar and the person that you've been living as. And depression sets in because you understand that there's a disconnection between who you really are and who you've been acting as. It's a, it's a great, like, um, um, you know, worldwide, you know, view of, of that kind of thing. And I got into a pretty serious uh, argument or, you know, conversation with someone about it who said, no, it's this and it's deep and it's deeper and it's brain. And like, it's not, I'm that guy. Five years old, my parents put me on ADD medicine. Today, my ADD is a blessing and a half. If ADD is even real, because my daughter is the exact, you know, very, very, very close person to me, right? Very close DNA wise, obviously my DNA, but very close to my personality and my everything. My daughter isn't going on ADD medicine. My daughter is parented differently. She's aware, she's evolving. She understands yep. self-awareness. Those type of teachings mm -hmm. I'm learning now as an adult, which allows me to be more free inside and not have those feelings because sometimes I'll get mm -hmm. nervous about something but it quickly dissipates because I stop making meaning of the situation. I stop relying on the outcome of the situation. And I stop thinking, well, shit, if this doesn't happen, what does it make me look like? How am I going to feel? What about that person? I've cut all that shit out. And those feelings yeah, yeah. don't exist yeah. outside of that world. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So there was a question there. I'm, I'm an expert on anxiety. Yeah, I love it. I, 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 I had a girlfriend and she dumped me. And I became afraid of flying. And I was flying around to 40 countries on the job. So I had to <laughs> go. So I would get on the plane. I'd sit at the airport and I'd be freaking out in my head. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't even on the plane yet. I was freaking out. <laughs> I've been there. Do you know what I mean? Totally. And, and, and my freak out was I was always um, imagining crashes instead sure. of safe landings. Sure. Well, who told me I, I needed to do that? No, I came up with that. And I yeah. and somebody even said to me, I don't know why you're worried about flying. Flying is safer than driving. And my answer was, well, it doesn't feel that way to me. <laughs> right. Right. More out of control. In, but in terms of if you look at the stats, sure. it's true. Sure. And so I and, and I'd get on the plane, I would cry <laughs> like a grown man crying on the plane because of I, I didn't not get on the plane. That would have been a solution. Sure. I got on the plane and then and then put myself through it. And then I started paying attention to what I was doing. And I realized that it was that my anxiety came from lack of discipline. Now, I didn't see that at first it came from lack of discipline. And it came from not having a foundation in peace. So that I was always worried about what could happen on the outside, mainly because I was out of control. Because on the plane, I don't have any control. Totally. Right. I don't make I don't make the wings fly. 
and I don't steer the airplane and I don't even have access to the pilot so I can talk him into flying better as do I knew, as <laughs> right. if I knew, as right? If you knew, right? Yeah, as if I knew. And and so I started paying attention to, and I realized that what what the problem was is I used and I think it probably was a remnant of my war experience where we were actually shot at. And so I never felt safe and so I kind of carried that into adulthood with me. And I got to a point where I said, you know, I see now, I see I'm actually talking myself into it. And so I did two things. One is told myself that it was bullshit what I was telling me. Totally. Because it was. The second one was I started, I started practicing imagining safe landings because I had that option too at the it's same time, right? Very true, yeah. And then the third one I did is I started doing my stillness practice and I got so deep into that stillness practice that it didn't matter whether the plane landed safely or crashed. And that's a kind of interesting place to get to because one day your body is going to crash, mm -hmm. whether you like it or not. What if you're aware of the fact that this body is a terminal condition and because it's a terminal condition, in an infinite universe, you try to be fully present every day in every as much as you can and work on getting that making that better and set the high standard i want to have the wisdom that the masters had i want to have the experience that the masters had that inspired them to do what they did that that allowed enabled them to heal you know that you know people are still talking about thousands of years ago i don't want to be the master i don't need sure. to be the master but i want to have the same experience Right. Yeah. I and mean, the that's truth why... is, and the yeah. truth is, the master, whatever you call him, whether you call it life energy or solar energy, or Christ, Buddha, Krishna, or Lao Tzu. The energy that keeps you alive is that master. Mm -hmm. That is what all the masters talked about. They all recommended: sit down, sit still, stop working, take time to be fully present. Yeah. And guess what? That's where you're going to find the most fulfilling experience in your life. Sure. Better than sex. Sorry, I have to say that. But oh, I'm, right. 79. I, I, I'm with you. It's especially true since I'm 79. <laughs> <laughs> you know, better than better than a million dollars, better than great status, better than a power position. Yeah. Better than the hottest girlfriend on the planet. Because here the love is unconditional for your body, no other agenda except to take care of you. That's amazing. Yeah. When with other people, it's never quite unconditional. I mean, people make effort and they try to be really nice to each other and love yeah. each other. But the, the, the energy of life is like that by its nature, just like the sun shines because that's its nature. Life loves because that's its nature. And the closer you are to that, the more loving you will be and the more power you will have and the more amazing things you can do to brighten up the planet. Sure. Do you think there's a, do you think that heaven or, and hell that people talk about in terms of afterlife, do you think that those are really places here on earth that we are currently living in within our own Yeah, that's, no, that's an invention of the mind. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, if you look at the body and you look at the world, only in the mind is there duality. Mm -hmm. So, that, for instance, I give something a name. So your name, your name is 
I forget. Ian. Ian. Ian yeah. Okay. So your name is Ian. Immediately that differentiates you from everything that is not Ian. Sure. So you've just divided the world. If you didn't have a name and you didn't think in those terms, you would just be in a place. In the world, yeah. And wh where's the duality in that? There is no duality. Well, it's just oneness. There's, there's oneness no duality there. in your kneecap. And there's no, in, in the experience of your kneecap. Yeah. And there's no duality in the feeling of your bum on the chair. And there's no f duality in the feeling of your feet on the ground. And there's no duality anywhere except in here, hmm. where we talk about, you know, even, even light and darkness. We've always, like in this way, and in religions, they say light is a power and darkness is a power. No, it isn't. That's bullshit. Right. Light is a power and darkness is absence of that power. Right. There's no, that's not even duality there. No. So when you, when you check out of the place where your mind works, because your mind is not, you know, your mind is terminal too. Your thoughts are terminal too. They disappear when your body dies. So if you're, if you're not living in that duality, there is no duality in it. There's no, the, 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 that, that's a, there's no duality in the, in the experience of being. Hmm. Zero. Yeah. Zero. There's just light there and there's sound there and there's, there's a feeling there and you ex can experience those when you sit still. So, so sitting still takes care of duality. What about and when you're dead? When you're dead, you're really still. So there's right. no duality. <laughs> right. <laughs> Afterwards. Now, what's the role that organized religion has in all this? Is it is it more fear based? Because if you if if we had a priest on right now, right, mm. we would be having a he would be he would be coming from a very different place, God based, which is fine, energy based, source based, mm. whatever. Mm. But but. There's the light and the dark and the idea of certain things, but you're looking at Lao Tzu 2,500 years ago, whose words apply to our lives today, minus all the distractions and bullshit and technology. Mm -hmm. But if you had a person of religion, and I'm not putting religion down, I'm just I want I want this duality. I want to understand the your take on this. Why is it so dramatically different that everything? has to revolve around the word of God or the word of Christ or the word of Buddha or not, not so much Buddha, but, and not so much Muhammad, but in the Catholic religion that I've been mm -hmm. exposed to and the, and Judaism that I've been exposed to, there's not really room for you to make a decision in a lot of places. Like so, your personal yeah. choice is not there. So it's I one way or the you. other. I can tell you. Yeah. The religions. So first of all, uh, I have a friend who understands this really well. He said one day, it really blew my mind. He said, the thirst of the heart created the master. The thirst of the heart created the master. And when I heard that, it was like, oh my God, that's so incredible. Because it goes like this. The need for clothing created the tailor. If no one had a need for clothing, there would be no need for a tailor and nobody would become a tailor. If there wasn't need for building shelter, there would be no need for a carpenter. So there wouldn't be any carpenters. If there, if no one, no one's heart ached, there would not be a need for a master and there wouldn't have been a master. So the masters were specialists in helping people find their way back 
from the thirst to the heart to the fulfillment of the heart, the inner journey. And they were experts in it because they took that journey. So they understood the journey. You can't teach it if you ain't got it. Yeah. So these guys were living in the presence of the wholeness behind yeah. the ache. And they had right. their own experience of it. And they helped other people deal, find the experiential, the, <laughs> the experiential answer yeah. to the ache of the heart that people didn't know what to do with and their governments didn't help them and their you know their their educators didn't help them and their lawyers didn't help them this was a specialty the thirst of the heart specialty so they they taught that but then and they got a really good reputation because this is a hot topic this is yeah. a really powerful topic sure. and when people get their heart their heartache dealt with oh my god that's incredible so they had a lot of love. They got a really good reputation. They became brands. And then the, and then the, the, the capitalists took it over, or not <laughs> capitalists, but you know, the, yeah. the, 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 what do you call them? The vultures. The vultures yeah. took it over. That, yeah. hey, man, we could do something. We could do Make something with, with this brand. Yeah. And they then turned the message on its head because the message was, you have what I have. Yeah, That's you what are the master me. said. Yeah, God is yeah. within you, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. Totally. there's a good quote from uh, from Hanuman. You know, he said, "Who you know who who are you?" He said, "When I don't know myself, I am your follower, and when I know myself, I am you." Hmm. Oh, that's nice. Say that again, and, and tell tell us who who said that. Hanuman was Hanuman was a was a disciple of Lord Ram. Lord Ram was was a master of the kind I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so he asked him, uh, Ram asked him, Hanuman, who are you? And Hanuman was a monkey. So he was, a, but he was a disciple of, of, he was a smart monkey, let's put it that way. <laughs> hung out, hung out with someone who knew his, who knew his stuff. So he said, so Hanuman says to him, when I don't know myself, I follow you. And that's because the vibe, the energy around someone who's fully present in their own being is unbelievably pleasant because they don't push and pull you. They don't try to control you. You know, they allow you to be free. They allow you to express yourself. You know, they don't always hammer you to do it, do things different. Their way. Yeah. You get to be unique, right? So he says, when I, so, so when I don't know myself, I follow you. And when I know myself, I am you. Because, because what Hanum, but what Ram embodied, was the full embodiment of full present in the human form. So when Hanuman knows himself, he recognizes that what is his true being inside is exactly the same as as Ram's, as the master's. Yeah. Ooh, that's cool. That's now, real cool. So then they took over. So then, so then people took over the message, which was about helping people find fulfillment in their in their of their heartache yeah and they use that very powerful drive that's the most powerful drive in a human being and they and they put a band-aid solution on it and then they turned it into a control trip so mm -hmm. now everybody has to say the same words and everybody has to have the same idea but actually everybody has their own experience everybody has a personal individual unique journey yeah from wherever they are to wherever their wherever their mastery lives
Yeah. So that's what happened w w with religion. Does that the mean the people are bad? No, it's no, just no. that this was done by people who themselves had not done their homework and right. had, had themselves not mastered what the masters mastered. But isn't that most? But eight billion people can. That's my point. Right. Eight but isn't, billion isn't people that can master most, what the masters mastered. Hmm? That's most coaches and guides and leaders that not not real leaders, not real coaches, but people who call themselves a coach and they might build a business around it. I know plenty who have not done yeah. the work. But they will preach the shit out of that work all yeah, day long. Yeah, there, there's that. But there's there's a distinction between being a ma a teacher mm -hmm. and a mentor and a coach. Yeah, and a master. Uh, no, not 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 that. I'm trying to say something else. Yeah. That that these guys may have mastered something. So it might be financial, or it might be investment, or it might be um, tennis. Or it might be because skills, you can master skills. Sure. So you could be a tennis master and you could be a financial investment master. But this is a master of life. That's the difference. But it's a, but they're also mentors and guides and and uh, all of that. And so a lot of times people say, well, you should get a mentor for all of these things. But when it comes to the inner journey, you should do that by yourself. No, why? Why? Why wouldn't you also? Why wouldn't you also try to learn something about this journey sure. from a master who has mastered that thing that you're trying to master? Yeah. And when you say master, you're talking about Buddha and Christ and Muhammad. Yeah, and I'm you're talking yeah, about what, the, what the I'm specifically talking yeah. about is about human nature and right. living fully present in all of your nature and your surroundings, which right. was the teaching of each of those different masters. Yeah. And it, they probably include Socrates. Socrates yeah. was the Western version. Western, you know? yeah. Christ was the Middle Eastern version. Right. So when and, you uh, when you say that, I, and I and I want to, I'm, I'm, I remember there are a lot of different people that are going to be listening to this at, at all different yeah. levels in their ascension and their oh, mastery yeah, of themselves. Yeah. So I want to bring yeah. this to people at the level that they are. When when yeah. we talk about this level of mastery, we're talking about where Christ could walk on water. Right? Is that what you're talking about? And turn water into wine? No. Like I'm just no, I'm naming the popular no. things, but that's not what you're talking no, no, about. No, 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 no. I'll tell you why. What, no. Okay. Walking on water is a skill. So like it. chopping wood is a skill. Yeah. You practice that. You practice that skill, and if you get really good at it, you might be able to do that. But that's not the purpose of your life. And no, that's not no. the fullness of your life. You could be you could be able to not walk on water and sink right. like a stone every time <laughs> you put your feet in water. Yeah. And you could still be completely in the experience of okay. the masters because it's their main issue wasn't walking on water yeah he was just that was just he was just bragging one day right so he so he did that right but the thing that he he didn't tell everybody hey you guys should all learn to walk on water mm -mm. or you you know that's not what he was doing he was saying there's something incredible in you it's really worth knowing sit still long enough to find it and have the best life, whether you can walk on water or not. See, sure. I can walk on water too, hmm. but I always wait till it's frozen before I do. <laughs> That's a great point. Just That's saying. That's a great point. I just, I wanted to get clarity on that because I was thinking in my own yeah. head, was it, was it Christ's total focus and, and, and oneness with himself and wholeness with himself that allowed him to be weightless? Or was it just a skill? And you've confirmed that. I, I was thinking I, I, the weightless well, part. Well, I would, I would say this. 
you probably have to be pretty close to yeah. yourself and your yeah. power and your your what the capacity of a human being is to master that skill. Mm -hmm. But you don't want to be fully present in yourself just so you can walk on water when it's not frozen. But that's what we talked about right? in the beginning, which is you, that's you not want to have this you. experience because this is this is the best experience that is possible for you human being to have to right. be fully present in right. this temporary gift that they were given by a universe that that can do this. Right? So is is Proverbs? I don't want to stay on this too long, but is Proverbs twenty seven yeah. seventeen iron sharpens iron, so one human helps another? Is that? We, is that what we're talking about here? Is that I don't know what the proverb what the proverb is. Oh, iron sharpens iron. Iron. It's proverb proverb twenty seven seventeen. I only know it because I think it's great as far as uh, it it, it yeah. bridges coaching and leadership and mentorship and guidance and religion. Yeah. It's okay. the same thing. Yeah. Well, well, I I think I think a master would come up with something like that. If yeah. by that you mean that it that. Um, that someone who's mastered something can mm -hmm. help somebody else who yeah. wants to master it, master it. Yep. And that makes sense. You know what? It, it makes sense. When I'm fully present in all of my being and I'm just hanging out in the world and I'm not doing anything special, yeah. people like the feeling. They recognize the feeling. When I talk from that feeling, people like what I say because they, it comes from an experience. This is not just a head trip that I memorized somewhere. This mm -hmm. is, I'm talking completely spontaneously about a real life, real life questions about real life things that go on. Right. And yeah. how do I know that? Because when you're fully present in life, all the answers for, for pretty much everything are there. Maybe not calculus, you know, because that's a completely theoretical thing that, yeah. that, you know, maybe, maybe not uh, astrophysics, you know, but in terms of how to live a full life. When you live a full life, you have the answers to that because you're living it. So it, where does, and we started talking about this before I pushed record, where does ego play into that? And I, what, here's what I want to give people the context. What I said to you was I, I grew this podcast mm -hmm. and by not looking at the numbers because I wanted to be more focused on the message and connection with the audience and connection from the guests to the audience and their message right. versus the numbers, which I felt were more of my ego wanted to see those. So I could tell you like, Hey, I've got a million downloads or I've got this or in your response. I said, hold on, save that. So what your response to that is, and I think I was serving on that. Yeah. I, I, I don't choice. remember what I said before, but I'll tell you what I'm, what yeah, I'm saying yeah. now is who came up with this stupid idea that if you counted the number, that would be <laughs> I all did. your ego. Yeah, it's I all did. bullshit you yeah, told Yeah, I yourself. did. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because you can be, you know, because, but if you count the numbers, say, oh, yeah, now I'm better than him and him and him and right. him. Yeah, that would be ego. Mm -hmm. That would be, because who mm -hmm. cares? But that's why I because, was avoiding, was yeah. I didn't even want to enter that world because I didn't want my mind to go there. I know, just but you don't have to do but you don't have to do that. You get to decide what, I know. what that is for you. I know. So I decided you know, not to look at I want to know because I'll tell you why I want to know. Yeah. The more people that can hear, if this is a good message, you mm -hmm. know, and you can argue with that, but if this is a good message, the more people hear the message, the sooner everybody will have heard the message. How do I, how do I know when it's enough? Or not enough, but what's, the, what's your justification of 
more people? Is it two versus one? Is it four versus two? Is it a hundred versus four? As many as possible. Yeah. I've so never, you know, eight no billion limitation. people. No limitation. Eight billion people could live fully present inside sure. and fully present in their environment and not lost in their head. Sure. Eight billion people. That's my tribe. Yeah. Eight I'm with people. you. I'm totally with you. You, you can't know where kick I was anybody happy. off the you can't kick anybody off the team. Right. The, everybody's on your team. But you We're, can deepen you can do what you you can do whatever you can to deepen their experience of the magnificence of their own existence. Yeah. That's what I want to do. Is there ego involved? Well, if it is, it's good ego. Yeah. Right? That's true. Because Who says when, he goes when bad? the quality of people's lives becomes better, that's a good thing. I totally agree. Right? Now, yeah. I'm also, because I, I'm in this enough to know that one day my body will crap out and the number won't make any difference. That's very true. So I'm not stuck on it. Yeah. I'm not doing it for the numbers. Yep. I just said, you know what? This is such, to me, the fact that every human being could live better than they do yeah. is so huge that I'd, I just say, okay, in which ways can life be better? I want to serve as many of those ways as possible. And I want to do as much as I can in one lifetime to help as many people as I can to have a better life. What do yeah. I get out of it? Just the joy of being uh, yeah, able totally. to do it. That is, and when I and when I talk like this, it also reminds me. Yeah, it makes it makes me stronger too, because you ha you got to practice your you got to practice your art. Sure. You want to get good at something, you got to practice it. When we opened up the Middle East, I felt really good about that. Opened up means what? When the when our podcast was downloaded in the Middle East, oh, it okay. made me feel yeah. really good. Now listen, oh, yeah. I I get I get DMs and emails from people daily who have listened to these mm -hmm. episodes and say, man, there's something you said or something, mainly what the guest said, but there's something the guest said that really like shifted something in me. Yeah. And when I started getting email correspondence from, like I got a correspondence from a guy in Saudi Arabia who said, mm -hmm. you know, it's been thousands of years and men are, are what they are and it's really never changed. Like, thanks for, thanks for putting this out there. I was like, wow, I could be a part of of a, a whole like generational shift in mindset and being that's you are really you freaking cool that you are yeah that's really guaranteed cool that you are yeah now how much so that's where that's where my ego was much, a benefit so how much yeah how much ego do you have about that maybe you could be just grateful that you get to have no I, I think that's what it is maybe i was mixing my ego and gratitude for the numbers yeah, maybe, and the people listening and maybe there's no ego involved or you yeah, know if you look or, at yeah. ego what usually what ego is Mm -hmm. Is when you're dis when you're disconnected from from the core. Yeah. Then you're living in a smaller part of yourself, and when that becomes your reality, that's like ego. Right. But the truth is, every one of us is connected to the source of the universe, to the source of their life and the source of the universe. When you dwell in that place, there isn't there isn't any ego. There's no ego in that. That's the reality. So the ego is almost like a, it's almost like a, 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 a manufactured personality, a manufactured presence yeah. based on missing a lot of the reality. And the ego, the small, the ego dissolves in the big picture. When you embrace the big picture, you don't even have to fight the ego. It just goes away. It just dissolves in the bigger picture. I love that. Right? 
I could sit and talk to you all day. <laughs> like, <laughs> I could keep like this one. Is, this yeah. one is is uh, there's there's not many episodes where like I think about it like for me only. And, yeah. and even in this one, I'm thinking about it like, wow, I'm learning so much. I'm writing like a fiend. Yeah. Like I'm learning so much from you. Yeah. And I'm thinking like, wow, I, I'm like really curious of what the audience is learning too. Yeah. Because you know, this is not just, see, because this is not just for you. No, 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 because no. What we're but doing, I'm getting something out of this. You're getting something out yes. of it. I'm getting yes. something out of it too. Yeah, yeah. Some of what I say, I've never thought about. Interesting. Because it like comes that. from the experience of being present. Yeah, and... and because the I wisdom, not, all the wisdom and all the answers are, are already present in that presence. Sure. I studied fullness. Yep. And at the same time, you're asking the question for yourself. You're yeah. asking that question for everybody who's yeah. listening to your podcast because the question is the same. This is it's universal stuff. Yeah, I agree. Right? Yeah, I studied wholeness so, uh, so with yeah, Philip so Shepard. Stop making up that, sh stop making up that <laughs> shit about, oh, my ego. And count the no. numbers. I got and, your and dance in your and dance in your living room. Yay right. today. Two hundred thousand million whatever. I'm clear. You know? I'm clear. That's why I asked you that. And that's why I told you that. Because yeah. I, I wanted some clarity. I studied wholeness with Philip Shepard, who wrote yeah. the book Radical Wholeness. And um I've heard things today from you in a very different way. And that's because of who I am today in this present moment and who you are today and how I receive yeah. things and how you give things yeah. out. Yeah. You put you put stuff together that I have not heard it like that before, and maybe that's just mm -hmm. because I couldn't hear it back then because I just wasn't as present when I studied. No, with I think it's because what I'm talking about comes from my experience. So you're sure. getting it in you, you your... you're getting it expressed through this, mm -hmm. rather than through a book that everybody's supposed to memorize, or sure. through some other person who maybe had their own experience, but had a different personality and a different uh, track through life. Sure. Spoke a different language and would have therefore expressed it in a different way. Yeah. But the, so, so what I'd like you to do is I'd like you to find out what your reach is and then let me know. Okay. So I don't will. do it. So don't do it for your ego. Just do it for me. I'll do it for you. <laughs> <laughs> Promise. No problem. I'll email you today. <laughs> okay. Um, no, this is, this is, uh, I, 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 I can ask you 50 more questions and I, I, um, yeah, go ahead. Start with the first one. <laughs> we got wanna, two minutes. I, Let's do I'm the all fifty questions. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you one more question, and I'm like, you know, there's so many things swirling in my head. Yeah, yeah. Where does somebody start here? You talk about being still. Is that yeah. meditation? Is that just turning off technology and just sitting with yourself for a couple minutes? Because I talk to a lot of people who say I want to meditate, but I just can't sit still. Where does somebody start? Mm -hmm. Where can they just? Yeah, Sorry. well, the first thing, if you can't sit still, then then recognize that you're addicted to doing. Yeah, and may, maybe recognize that that's a that's a bad addiction because mm -hmm. it robs you of your foundation. Right. Start there. Where do you start? The way I start, when your heart aches, sit with it. Yeah, listen. See, to because it. you want to take a journey, you need to be clear where you are, and you need to be clear where you're trying to go. Where you're trying to go is wholeness, fullness, the presence of the master, um, peace, contentment, you know, feeling rich inside, whatever, whatever, however you call that, sure. you know, I, better than it is. So that's clear. That goal is clear. Where's the starting point? And that's mostly where people miss it. You talk about this to someone who doesn't, who doesn't know that this is the answer to heartache. 
they may not understand what you're trying to say. Yeah. But this experience, like the the beginning of the journey is where you're at, which is disconnected from yourself, which mm -hmm. is in some way feeling heartache or driven or striving or, you know, one of those words for something missing. We got to, yeah. you know, gotta hustle, got to crush it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You got to hustle and you got to push and you got to yeah. do this and you got to do that. No, no, this is about do nothing. If you do nothing, you leave nothing undone, you know, yeah. and sometimes and doing is supposed to lead to non-doing. And most of our doing leads to more doing because sure. we're not fixing anything cycle. Right. So so uh, so the start to me that makes this really make sense is that what the masters taught was in their own way, at their own time, in their own culture, an answer to the universal ache of the disconnected heart or the ache of the heart of the person disconnected from their own existence, from their own life. Yeah. And so start by feeling that. You know, most people don't like the feeling because it's uncomfortable. Sure. And so then they distract themselves or deny it or ignore it or try to explain it away or blame it on somebody. Yeah. That's what we do with this ache. That's a lot We're of different saying, things no. to do except for be present. You, you, I think you just but need five, five things. Th I th but I think that covers all of them. It does. Yeah. What we do. And distract, yeah. distract in a thousand ways, blame on a thousand people or, yep. or a, a million situations. <laughs> Medicaid. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And they, yeah, and they medicate it because they think this is something bad. This is yeah. the greatest gift you've been given other than being alive. That's what I'd say to people. The, the ache that you feel in your heart, when you feel it, that is the greatest gift you've been given other than being alive because yeah. that's like hunger is to food or thirst is to water. And this is for fulfillment, for yeah. for having the the rich divine beautiful wholesome love-filled life that you were given as a gift by the universe right so yeah. if you can reframe this heartache into the greatest gift you've been given other than being alive and then sit with it so now you're at the starting point and the the journey is only that long it's like a, a hair's breadth behind it it's that wholeness but if you don't get to the starting point, you're never going to get there. That's like saying, I want to run the race. You know, I want to win the gold medal in the in the uh, uh, in the 200 meter race. But you don't even you know? start. And yeah. Yeah. But I'm not going to put my feet in those stupid blocks. <laughs> I hate those blocks. So I'm right. not going to do that. But I want to win the gold medal. Yeah. Good luck, buddy. If you don't know where you start, if you don't know where you are, how can, how will you know? where you uh, the direction you need to take even if you know where you want to end up so you need to always know the starting point and the destination and then you can then you can track a journey to it so heartache is the starting point heartache is the starting uneasy point. feeling restlessness you know that thing sometimes it says i feel so constricted i feel like i can't breathe you know this is all different words yeah. for uh, something that's amiss something that's lost and sitting at the starting point and doing it quietly and not judging it, just feeling it, just acknowledge it, embracing mm -hmm. it, maybe even being grateful because this ache will not 
they will it will nag you forever yeah. until you come home how cool is that it's so cool, cool i have another question that? on top of that yeah yeah how cool is that that, you, <laughs> that it will not let you it, no, you, it know, won't you let can you distract rest. yourself for a while it will continue to come back every time your distraction dries up yeah until you actually deal with what it is and go where it's calling you to go which is sure. back home inside into yep. the most incredible experience that is possible for a human being. I, I thought of something while you were talking about that. Can the can the head solve a heart issue? No. Okay. I, I knew the answer. No. I just wanted you. I wanted your answer. I, it, no. And I want no, you to explain you that. Explain that to people. Well, you can't think yourself into a feeling. Yeah. And what and what's in what's in wholeness is a feeling. Wholeness is a feeling. Wholeness is not a, a rationalization. Wholeness is not a, a, a formula. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what the mind does. Formulas and rationalizations and explanations. No, 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 no. You go f directly from feeling feeling lost to feeling found. That far. Less yeah. than a hair. It's a Less hair, than yeah. a hair. But you have to be willing to embrace the feeling, the uncomfortable feeling of acknowledging that I'm missing something. But you also need to know that what you're missing, you're not missing. It's just your awareness wandered away from it. Your focus wandered away from it. What you're missing is is just behind of where you're looking. Yeah. And it's been there the whole time. It never left you. Your focus just wandered off. So wander your focus home. Yeah, it's such a great way to put it. It's so simple too. That's so it simple. Is your really focus simple. just your focus wandered away. Just yeah, focus. Nothing back changed. In. Nothing the peace changed. was there, the love was there, the inspiration was there, the purpose was there. Everything has always been there inside of you. Yeah. Yeah. Only only your your you know, if you you know, it's kinda like if you're if you got a million dollars in your pocket, in your left pocket, but the only place where you look for your million dollars is in your right pocket, how are you gonna do? You're gonna be broke. You're gonna feel like a poor man. Right. You're going to feel like a poor man, right? Yeah. That's the same yeah. thing. If what you're looking for is inside of you and you only look outside, are you going to find it? No. No. You might get some glimpses. You might get some reminders. Your heart might ache. So there's things going on. But when you bring it home, you know, every time I go into that still space, it's there. Yeah. It's never not been there when I, when I sit down and get still. It's never not been there. So good. All right, Uder, we're going to wrap up. We're going to wrap yeah. up. I want to your time and the audience. The audience yeah. is only going to yeah, process yeah. so much. This has been great. We Udo can, Erasmus. We can, all, we can always do it again. And we're going to do it again. because, And I bring a lot of <laughs> guests back on because I'm like, wow, that was such a great yeah. share. And uh, it's interesting. And I want to share this with you. When I read your bio, mm -hmm. what you just gave us. Mm -hmm. What we were just present to, if you're present and you heard Udo talking, what you gave us is completely different than what's on your bio. What I thought we were going to talk about today. And, and, and you can't cool put thing. on the bio and you can't no, put no, it on the bio. No, how do you put this into work? You can't. You can't. This is, uh, this is so, so, so much higher. But yeah. it's, it's, it's very, I don't know. It's, I think it's very interesting. Here's the reason why I don't, I don't pre- pre-write questions. Here's the reason why these episodes have to flow. Exactly. The conversations have exactly. to flow. And I, I tell podcasters yep. all the time, when you write questions out, you're anticipating that you're going to look stupid when you can't ask another question or when someone ends and you go, 
I don't know. I don't know what to ask. Yeah. But when you're with somebody I, in the present moment, especially in a conversation like this, and we're just rolling, and I'm writing notes well, you know, because well, you know I want to learn. If you, you could always, I, you could always send me the questions, and I could write answers to the questions, send them to you, and then you could read the answers on no, the no, podcast. No. no, but that's, that's not, not what life is about. That's not present. No, no, no. This that's is this is a perfect is example. And one of the things I like about podcasts is that they're spontaneous. Yeah. Whereas if yeah. you go to go to and and things get said that need to be said, but mm -hmm. that you could never say on on mainstream media, yeah. because mainstream media is all curated. Yeah, right. And then they have yeah. to protect their advertisers. And then mm -hmm. they won't talk about things that need to be talked about because they're getting money from somebody and they don't want to expose them. Yeah. But that's what I like about podcasts. This is the, the truth telling place these days. Totally. Yeah, it's right? awesome. And when, it, and, and when it stops doing that, then it'll become like mainstream media. And to be honest, there was a part of my – you gave me a different definition of ego today. So I'm just kidding. There was a part of me, of my being. Maybe of my one doing. of my misapprehensions is <laughs> one of my misapprehensions is <laughs> that I was on a call until two minutes before I was supposed to get on with you. And guess what? My podcast gear wasn't set up. My, my roadcaster, everything wasn't set up. Yeah. And while I was setting this up, I was like, shit, I don't even remember Udo's bio. I don't even remember what we're going to talk about. Holy shit. What? And, and you popped on and I had your bio up and I was like, um, your program was called, uh, aches of the heart, right? No, I don't know. I remember. No, your program, your pro <laughs> no, your program was called, uh, you said it, you said it earlier. It's, um, shit, what, what's your, the, the thirst of the heart, thirst of the heart. Yeah. Not aches of the heart. I, All I saw was thirst of the heart and I heard you I, say it and then we were on course. Like, it's just great. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm, I'm and really, I got I'm so you. glad you went there. And I got I got from you uh, just that you liked everything that was on the on the thing, and I go wherever wherever I can, yeah. right? And yeah. this is like amazing. This is amazing. It's because not everybody's open to the same in the same way, and yeah. interested in the same way, and some people are much more questionish questionish, sure. right? And uh, so I what that I your just, stuff is like woo woo or out there? No 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 just no oh. that they they that they like formal questions. It's a security oh, yeah. thing, I think. Sure, sure. You know when when you feel whole, you're not insecure. Right. When you're insecure, then you need to prepare because you're not sure yeah. that you can pull it off. Right. When you're whole, spontaneous is perfect. I mean, shit, man. What what? How much more purposeful can you get? Outside of what we were talking about here, like this is what yeah. it means to be well, this, on purpose. This is the prime. Yeah, this is the primary person. The secondary yeah. person is to have a skill that you contribute to the community. Totally, right? shit, man. We so got there. Are you always back two on. things. One is one is to 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 do what you need for fulfillment. That's all homework, inner work, mm -hmm. and the other one is a skill. Like when I was six years old, I wanted to be a shoemaker because it just seemed to me like a holy mission because everybody wears shoes and shoes wear out. And so I thought if I could become the world's shoemaker, this would be totally. a holy mission. For sure. <laughs> it's a good Fair contribution, enough. right? Totally. The yeah, next year I after so. that, I wanted to be a fireman. And, and after that, you know, it sort of deteriorated. <laughs> Udo, tell people where they can find yeah. you and more of this, this uh, just wholeness. Two places. Uh, I work with oils and health and digestive enzymes and probiotics. And that website is udoschoice.com, U-D-O-S choice.com. And uh, 
on that, we talk about what we did and how we did it and why we did it that way. And making oils with health in mind is a is also a pretty noble mission because yeah. oils are very very sensitive to damage, so they need yeah. a lot of care. We give them the care, and it's a it's quite cool what how much people's health benefits, physical health benefits, from doing it with care. Yeah, absolutely. And then I have intentionality. another. Uh, yeah, I in, yeah intentionality. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we were clear about what we wanted to do. Yeah. And then uh, I have a Udo Erasmus or the Udo T H E U D O dot com, and we have some uh, courses and some uh, educational material on that. We're just building that, and then yeah. I have a YouTube channel, and I'm on Facebook, and I'm on Instagram. So I'm not really hard to find. I yeah. love it. Well, yeah. Udo, it's been a, uh, it's it's been a it's been a. Hold on. <laughs> I was thinking yeah. about something. It, tell it tell been, me what you tell me what you speak from your ego. Maybe you, no, maybe I know. I want to. Say, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking from. <laughs> I, I wanted to say this has been such an experience, but it hasn't because this was designed the way it was designed, and it's just what it was. And I just this yeah. has been this has been exactly what every single person listening, including me, needs at this exact moment. And yeah. for that, thank you. I'm grateful. Yeah, yeah. And including me. Yeah, thanks. Thank man. you. <laughs> yeah. So Udo Erasmus, thanks for being here, brother. And um, for all of you listening, catch you on the next one. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Ian.